welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Paranoia is in full bloom and some winners look like real losers. It's time to break down the latest episode of Survivor Winners at War. And back once again fighting for redemption, it's Andrew Orsi. Whoa! What's up? I, nothing. Nothing? I didn't do anything this week. No? It's no. Been, it's been a week since um, I saw you. Yep. Um, what's changed? How's your life? Um, one of my acapella groups lost a member. That's all. Wow. That's fun. <laughs> So it's all downhill from here. <laughs> What's happened in my life? Um, I'm still in limbo. Yeah. If you want to talk about limbo, you can message me and I'll tell you all about that. Because <laughs> let's be real, people who I'm talking about aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I've heard all about this. <laughs> yeah, you, you know it all. Uh, Winners at War. Episode 2? Episode 3? What are we calling this? Episode 2.5? <laughs> because... They like there 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 was talk of that it was episode one and two and then three but then you look on the CBS All Access app it says episode two so mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm calling it I'm calling it episode three because there have been three um, tribals yeah I think episode three makes the most I sense like to that me. all right friends episode three we're here um, initial thoughts oh um, shit right there was some shitty ass gameplay yeah no I mean. Removing gameplay, I still think it's a great episode. Like, I'm still very excited about this season. This is really cool, just still. The premiere, like, had me jazzed, and I was worried that maybe that was just the, like, honeymoon phase with the winner's season. No, I'm great with this. But yeah, we really had some mistakes. (laughs) Um, the. Just, just to throw it out there, the pace of this game is too fast. Yeah, I don't. It's hard for us to follow. They all need to, like, calm down because i didn't like when we got to the immunity challenge it said day six i was like wait what day six, We're and we've on gone day this six? okay i watched a video on youtube last week just breaking down the first episode alliance charts yeah and i was like why is this a 25 minute video it's the first episode <laughs> and that's the thing like we they talk about it a lot in this episode is relationships are huge and when you have so many pre-existing relationships or connections of pe- to people through other people you're going to have all these little minority alliances that may or may not exist and you have to call them out because because you never know when you're going to get another poker night live yeah like but that's also the weird part is it's so many minority alliances yeah. this season and it's like that's great that you have that, but you also have to secure a majority alliance right. in I, a tribe. I, I'm waiting for them to just pull out Rob has a podcast footage at some point <laughs> and be like, these people were on a panel together. They must be best friends. Or Tyson knows these, these people. These people were on two different episodes of Rob has a podcast where he made the same joke and they both laughed at it. Like, right? it's going to get that obscure. It, 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 and that and that's what's also kind of exciting for us in, in the fan community is just how close we all are Mm -hmm. and they are Mm -hmm. and like 
this is a sh- it's a reality show. There are some reality shows where you never hear from those people ever again. Yeah. These people are part of our community. Yeah. And that's what's really exciting. Survivor is like a family to a degree that very few shows manage to become. Yeah. I mean, 20 years. Yeah. 20 years strong. It's, I mean, like, if nothing else, if this were the last season, it's not. But if it were, they've done a heck of a lot with this show. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it's incredible. It, I think when someone decides to uh, create a documentary about the greatest television programs ever, top five. Yeah. Has to be top five. Has to be. It started a genre. It did. Why did I say genre I like that? Because you're Jeff Probst. <laughs> a genre. Using, using uh, weird yes. accents. Uh, yeah, we didn't get any weird accents this time around. No, thank God. Um, we, we didn't have time. No, we didn't really We had Edge time. of Extinction to show. Well, let, let, let's talk about Edge of Extinction. <laughs> Did you see um, how I did that segue for uh, you? I love that. Thank you. Um, morning has dawned on the soon-to-be-rebranded Extinction Island. Yeah. Um, oh, is that what they're calling it? No, that's what Rob's calling it, and Rob has uh, oh, say about everything, Rob. so Extinction sure. Island. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think he just does not like the name, or he doesn't know the name, or doesn't give a fuck about the name. But he All called three. it <laughs> Extinction Island the entire time, it's tribal. Anyway, Amber looks like an evolved Cat Ederson from uh, Blood vs. Water with her hood up. Same yeah, color, a little bit. Everything. A little bit. Um... I will say, watching Amber in Confessional feels very old school Survivor. It very much does. Even it's, it's just the tone of her voice and the the like and the the close cadence up. of her speaking yeah. and the close up was like, like whoa. She is actually a real human, unlike some of the people that they've cast after her. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to watch that and be like, wait. Am I back in, Af- in and Australia? It's, it's so funny because it's not jarring to me in the sense that, like, I have just watched seasons one through 11. Yeah. So I'm very in the old school right. Survivor mode. But it is jarring to me in the middle of this season to yeah. have her just have that confessional. I'm like, what's happening? You are different. You're yeah. different than the other people. <laughs> yes. Well, Amber and Natalie read a clue that is vague as fuck. They need to look for something out there that they haven't noticed. Um, but it's an you, acrostic poem. Did you notice they gave us the answer? Yeah. Yeah. I Thanks didn't for shining it very the, um, brightly. The, the you didn't notice it on your first watch? No. Oh, I absolutely did. No, I didn't because I think I was like, I, I don't fucking care about Edge of Extinction. So I barely pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. I was probably on my phone for the hot second. I was mm-hmm. like, That's I'll fair. listen to what they're saying because you just need to know what the clue is. Yeah. That was a visual clue. Yeah. It's um, also funny to me that they took all that time to highlight the answer for us, but neither of the two found the clue it. by getting the right. answer. Water well. Water well. <laughs> so they go on a hunt, and the reality is whoever opened that water well first would yep. get the advantage, and Which that is person... frankly, annoying. Like, yes. the advantage should not be in some place that they're automatically going to visit. Right. Because um, one of them is going to get it, then. And the person happened to be Natalie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was not okay with it, just because, again, there's no real payoff to what that clue was just leave it there then yeah you needed the moment fine but like why are we why are we playing a game with clues and poems and yeah. acrostics um and i think they also wanted them to find it because they wanted the world's worst advantage to be in play again i mean sure safety without power so you get to walk out of tribal but don't cast a vote I still don't... I mean, obviously, we haven't seen this in play. It was in uh, an option last season. And it didn't um, happen. It didn't happen. I just don't... What is the benefit to this? Um, Especially now that we know it got went to Jeremy for one fire token. I think it is... I mean, the benefit is just like... Especially in the pre-merge, the benefit is if you think a swap is coming up really soon and you're in danger right now, you can maybe make it to a swap. Yeah. That's the only time I can see it being really feasible to use it 
for actual gain. Otherwise, it's just to get yourself three more days. Right. Because in Cause a way, you're still it's, in you're, danger. Right. And, you're and then pu- you've put you're more pushing, of a target. Right. You're pushing yourself out. You're saying that you don't want to have any conversations at tribal. Yeah. And you're potentially in whoever's that minority. You're you're fucking them over. Right. And in a game with the Edge of Extinction still there, they're not going to be happy with you. Right. And I think in a producer standpoint, they just want it to cause chaos because like probably would on a vote that is hypothetically planned out. It's going to screw up some numbers. Girl, we're, we got chaos tonight. We're good with chaos. We're, we're Thank good. you, we're producers. Good. Well, let's move over to Selay. Selay. Stupid. Selena. We don't like them. Let's move over to Celine Dion. Yeah, Celine Dion. Oh, I'm triggered. The Blue Tribe. Okay, so. Rob receives a fire token, and he feels like it was Amber taken out first. He tells Parvati, and he contemplates that it could be from Sandra. Sure, Jan. But you know he doesn't believe sure, that. Sure, Jan. No, I don't know about that. The The way he no, said it. No, I I didn't buy ever that he actually believed that. I think he was trying to come up with something to convince himself that Amber wasn't gone. So he in denial. Yeah. So he, he, he was pulling a me. Yeah, he pulled on my mom with me being gay. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and he, he pulled on me of thinking people like him. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm self, 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 self-deprecating today. Let's move um, on. Yeah, so the fire token, obviously, this is going to be a recurring thing. We'll see this every episode. It's boring. Do we really need it? No. I mean, this one, yes, I understand, because we wanted the reaction. Yeah, I mean, we had to set up the, the but, like, story of Rob losing Amber. Like, that's... And I... I would posit my guess because of the target he has is this is his primary and only real storyline that he's going to get. Absolutely. I mean, so, I it, get it for this episode. When it comes to next week and Denise, Denise gets it, like what are we what I are don't we care, do dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that shortly, but speaking of Denise, Denise and go uh, Ben go on a stick out searching for firewood and idols. Uh well, Ben is going to teach Denise how to find idols because he's not allowed to find idols because right. you know no bam bombs um they go on a search and bam Denise finds an idol and I was actually really excited for her yeah I was like this is cool I like it Denise with an idol I was fine with it I I have to be honest all of my opinions of the Sele tribe are going to be colored around the fact that I just want poverty to be safe oh god okay mm-hmm. so sure. I don't know I don't know how to um, unbiasedly discuss something right here. right right well poverty's not in this moment although Denise and poverty have a secret alliance that we're not being told about we'll discuss that shortly <laughs> very, very 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 shortly um yeah so she's in a little pickle because she gets this idol um, and it's a unique idol, mm-hmm. um, where she has to give one half of the idol to someone else by sundown. Cool. We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very smart of Ben to not pressure her into giving it to him because yes. they aren't that close and that would have put a target on his back and he's already doing that plenty. Yeah. So he, he kind of is like, well, I like Adam. So like, yeah, that's, he encourages that family bonding. Yeah. Um, so Adam is now talking to Denise, and he curses. I want to know what he said, because that was a long um, slur. Um, yeah, Denise tell, tells him that Ben knows he's not happy about that, because um, Ben is a wild card. He's, he's, he's a floater, in a yep. sense. So Denise floats the idea of giving the other half the idol to Parvati. Now, as you just say, stated, there's a secret alliance going on there. How? Why? When? Apparently. Who? Apparently. 
when leaving a tribal or like when when traveling somewhere blah 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 Parvati went over to Denise and said I got you and they've been subtly working together we're not being shown this which says to me this alliance won't matter sure absolutely <laughs> um yeah because Adam immediately says this is a stupid idea right and again not knowing what you just said it is a stupid idea yeah 100% because we we have this tribal division of old school versus new school you're not going to tell the old school something um, so, yeah, Adam, basically, it's, it's more the idea of, like, any information in this game you should hold very close to your chest, and if you're Absolutely. gonna spread it to anybody, it needs to be only your closest ally and nobody else. Yeah. The more people that have information, the more they have things to use against you. Exactly, and Adam is her closest ally at this moment, as seen on TV, um, so Adam is going to convince her to give Adam it to him. Adam is her as seen on TV product, he is exactly. the magic bullet to he Denise's is. broccoli. Yes, yes. That was a metaphor. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's go with that. I like that one. Broccoli. <laughs> Denise's broccoli. I mean, her hair kind of looks kind of like weird and yeah, yeah. broccoli-ish. Maybe a little more cauliflower-esque. Yeah, oh, gross. I hate cauliflower. You hate cauliflower? No, ew, gross. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Watch great. me get on Big Brother, and, like, they would go back to, you know, when they would pair um, slop with, like, two foods that either, like... And your day would just be cauliflower no. and cauliflower. No, it would be cauliflower and cottage cheese. I do hate cottage cheese. And I would cry and, and, and blanket myself. That'd be rough. Yeah. You would Audrey. <laughs> I would Audrey in a heartbeat. Uh, no, do not give either of those to me because I would throw up. Got you. Mm-hmm. And mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms either. Oh, you have problems. Yeah, yeah, we, we've established <laughs> that. Anyway, wasn't it cute when Ben came over and asked if they're one big happy family? Wasn't it cute? No. No. He's annoying. He's, I, I can't decide. Like... I like him more than last time because he hasn't gotten 700 idols yet and there is a bit of a lovable dope. Do you think he's playing it up or is this how he is as an actual human? I'm not sure. And that's the thing. If he's playing it up, I hate him. If this is just actually how he is, I can appreciate that this is him just being human and he's a little out of his league and there's some naivety there that is sweet and endearing. Because there's something to be said that, like, when he was in danger and felt unsafe, he was a very... He was a military man. Mm-hmm. He feels fine right now, so mm-hmm. he's playing. He's goofy. But I think that he is leaning into this role of, I'm a dodo, I don't know what's going on. But sure. secretly, I need, I do know what's going on, and... But if that's what works for him, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's not an ineffective strategy for somebody who is considered to be a bad winner already. Right. Because of how he won. Sure. Play up that you're dumb. I mean, he is, at this point, I would say he is the epitome of the goat. Right. Problem is, he's playing up the wild card thing too much and getting called out a little bit for it. Yes. So there's a, there's a fine line here. Yeah. Well, let's move over to DeCall for a Great. little bit. Um, over on t- our Team Red, uh, we see Yule trying um, to find breadfruit. Mm-hmm. Breadfruit? What is breadfruit? I've never heard of that It before. is a fruit that is like bread. I don't know. Yeah, gross. Well, he's trying to find it with a big bamboo stick with rope tied around it. Cool invention. Does um, a great job getting yeah. one. Uh, and Yule and Kim are on this fruit hunt, and that's what dreams are made of, to see the two of them together on screen being yeah, peaceful and happy. and not working together in any way. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, um, well, Kim is not used to playing on the bottom, and she knows that there is an upward trajectory. So she monologues a little bit, and we see her searching for something. And guess what? The fans actually rejoice because Kim finds an idol this time. Wow. Um, I was very happy to see her with an idol. I, I was I, I had a big smile on my face. I adore Kim. Yeah. And I know it's hard watching her like play this kind of game, but at the same time, if you want to be 
the very best, like no one ever was, you have to you have, have to catch them all. Yeah, you including have to catch the them idols, all, and you have to struggle. You have to have a moment of struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, look at um, Miss Alaska on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars season two. She needed that um, that PayPal moment. She needed that temper tantrum because if she had a fucking clear ass season, winning everything. You're not that good. You're you, you you feel like it's not earned. You need that moment. So once she said she's on an upper trajectory, I could see Kim long game now. I th- I think she has a long game. I don't know based on an edit how she would be the winner. No, I think but she, I think she can last deep. She is probably going to be maybe a Nova finalist. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that happening right now. We'll see. We'll see. But she might pull some moves on the way there. Absolutely, but she still won't get any votes. She's still Kim someone, someone else is going to be. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see, see what soon. happens. Yeah. There's a lot to play out. Yeah. So Nick and Tony walk up on Kim, and she tells them she wasn't looking for anything. No, but firewood. Anything. What firewood. Are you talking firewood. About? Firewood. I'm Kim. Everyone likes firewood. Um, not an idol. Uh, where did she hide it? Where did she put it? Just, like, I think she just it? buried it. But she buried both pieces together, didn't she? Yeah. So she just literally called Sophie over. Was like. I'm going to give you half of this. They're both just going to be right here. Cool? Yeah. Bye. So, yeah. So, Kim decides it's a good idea to tell Sophie about the other half of the idol. <laughs> um, what? What? Wait. Well, here's Is the thing. Is this another secret moment we don't know about? Here's the thing. I I get why people are like, Kim should have told Tyson. But number one, Tyson is definitely probably trying to distance himself from Kim after sure. the first week. We already saw it start happening. And then, I also just think that only... Like, if she only sticks with Tyson, they're a pair. They, they can't get leverage in the game as a pair. Sure. Who is already targeted. Why Sophie, then? I think she just had a gut feeling about Sophie as an intelligent person who would want to play multiple options. Clearly the wrong read, based right. on Sophie's follow-up confessional. I don't necessarily think on paper it's ne- it's nearly as bad as Denise saying, I'm going to give it to Parvati. <laughs> I mean, I think I would have gone gone to the big gun also and been like, if I can't give it to Tyson, let me give it to the other person who I know would um, take it and possibly help me with it and go to Sandra. I mean, maybe. Because um, Sandra's desperate, too. Yeah, I just also think Even Sandra has already proven to be talking about everybody. Sure. As much as possible. And Sandra has a big target, and uh, I wouldn't expect her to have a lot of longevity in the game. I would expect Sophie to be around for a while. I also think... That the alliance lines on DeKal to the players, especially Kim and Tyson, are not as clear-cut as they are to us, the viewers, where yes. they've been outlined. I yes. don't know if they know that there's a four-people-outsiders alliance, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so Sophie thinks that should have gone to Tyson, um, and I say that in this game, the more important currency than fire tokens is information. Mm-hmm. And Sophie is sitting on a secret. She sure got is. that. She got that info. She, she knows what's going on. Sophie's um, had a strong start. Sophie's doing very well, and that's the thing is she is definitely still playing that under the radar female that mm-hmm. has won um, these kinds of returning player games. She is doing what she needs to do. She's in prime position for that. But I could just see someone being like, "Wait, why are you, you're too safe at this point?" and just like pouncing on her. But we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Um, speaking of seeing is believing. Tony, the police construction worker. Needs to occupy his mind, so he decides to build a giant ladder. Apparently about 20 feet. Um, he literally forces Not everyone... Not quite as tall as Angelina's ladder. No. Oh, Angelina, rest in peace. Um, she'll be on this show again, and I'll be like... <laughs> she died while coming on that idol hunt. That's her new right? story. Yeah. Natalie, can I have your jacket? 
Um, he literally forces everyone to walk it over to get fruit mm-hmm. um, with a little left, 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 right, left. Um, did you notice how he didn't touch the ladder as everyone else carried mm-hmm. it? That's so Every Tony. scene with Tony talking to people about all the things that he's doing or not doing, we don't see him doing an ounce of work. Right. And yet, we also don't see anyone calling him out for it. So is that his strength? I don't know. I mean, we get this montage of everyone mocking his ladder being flimsy, and it's really, really kind of a fun it's moment. It's very questionable. Um, Tyson is hilarious with the ladder claws. Um, but you almost have to compare Tony to Ben, where they're both being portrayed as bumbling idiots. Or portraying themselves. I think Tony is portraying himself as a bumbling yeah. idiot. So it's really interesting to see that because they... we also see him reform Cops R Us. Absolutely. Well, so we, he's, we will get there shortly. He's shaking and moving in the game. Yeah. He's just also doing the bubbling idiot thing so people don't see him shaking Exactly. Um, so did you know that Tony designed the ladder to bend and turn and the first rung to break was like obviously on purpose too? Yeah, 100%. Obviously. He's one, he wanted Yule to boost him up. Uh, who doesn't Wasn't want... it Wendell? Was it Wendell or I think Yule? Wendell boosted oh. him up. Well, either way, who doesn't want Wendell to boost them up? I'd be fine with either one. I, I know you would be a Both fine Both at the that. same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, DP. Um, as everyone fears that he'll be the first medevac, uh, somehow Tony manages to get up to the top and collect fruit. Will we see this ladder again? Probably not. Do you think it broke once he came down? <laughs> it immediately all collapsed. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, well, Tyson has a confessional about perhaps Tony believes he is the structural engineer of the tribe, and now Tyson is a little worried about him. Yeah. And he honestly, you, you're but right. we have already seen, it was already set up a little bit in the first time, like, Tyson threw Tony's name out, so there maybe is a, a tiny little rivalry there. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, finally we get my moment, the moment that I've begged for. Um, Cops are us is reunited and it feels so good. Uh, Tony has much trust in Sarah, but Sarah is willing to cut him if need be, just so no one can know about Cops are us. And that really was a fun confessional from her to be, to know that she is willing to adapt still. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see much from her this episode, no. but what we saw was good. Yeah, I mean, it was a good first moment for her. It's bad that her first moment is in the second or third episode. I mean, she, she did have a little bit from the, in the first episode. But not this enough was that like, I remembered her. Sure. <laughs> I don't think she's winning, but I think she's not going to go anytime soon. I'm not sure. I think it's somewhere in the middle ground. Because, like, I, I'm not... I see more longevity in Tony's edit than I see in Sarah's edit. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We'll see what happens. Tony's unpredictable, though. Absolutely. Like, Tony is his own form of edit. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that the entire Edgit community was so thrown off during Kageyan. Yeah. They put everybody as a contender except Tony. <laughs> yeah, because he's a llama. Because he's a llama. He's a llama. Um, immunity challenge time. Mm-hmm. It's day six, and it's time for the immunity challenge. We get the moment of Rob discovering Amber is voted out, and he's a little frazzled. The death daggers coming out of his eyes. Yeah, I really wanted some fireworks, but we Man. just get Sandra stare down. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that was not her turning away after seeing him. I think that was good editing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she looked him in the face. <laughs> Probably not. Because I think he would have blown up. Yeah. Especially if he already has an inkling that it was Sandra. Um, but I will say I really was hoping we'd get something. Yeah, I mean, it would have been fun. I wasn't necessarily expecting it because it wouldn't be smart on either of their parts. No, se. but it would be smart for us because we would have something to talk about. <laughs> and that's all we're here for. Correct. Um, the challenge is the one where you drag and carry and disassemble and assemble a car over an obstacle course and then do a puzzle, blah, 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 blah. blah. The winner gets immunity and Survivor Spice Kit. Okay. 
I'm I'm not. I'll admit I'm not huge on immunity challenges or reward challenges. They happen. I will never be that Survivor fan that can recall who was on what um, uh, challenge and who did what. And blah. I, oh. I, I don't. Care I can't about go that, that kind of deep into it, but I did like. I do like this challenge. It, yes, and I think it was very important f- to watch because there was a lot of character development in this specific mm-hmm. challenge. It starts off pretty even. The most dominating thing about the challenge is hearing Sophie scream go, go, go the entire time. Um, I think someone had the boom mic a little too close to her. Um, Yeah, we got to see the breakdown of uh, who was doing what. Both tribes seemed pretty even. Yeah. It all came down to the puzzle. It was Sandra and Sophie versus Rob and Denise. And the story of the hour is Rob bombs it bad. Um, It's pretty pathetic. Yeah. I get his strategy. Like, I understand the sorting of the pieces, but they spent so long on that that, like, Sandra and Sophie were halfway done with that section before they even put a first piece so here's, in the So here's my question. How, there, each section was put into the chest, or it was... Yeah, so the bottom quarter right. was in the first chest. The side two quarters were in the second chest, and then the top quarter was in the third chest. And we believe that Sophie and Sandra went chest by chest when... No, Rob and Denise also went chest by chest. You had to. You were only allowed to do one chest at a time. But basically what happened was on the... So the second chest, because it has both sides... Sure. One side had a blue dragon, one side had a purple dragon for Sele's thing. So Rob was trying to get them to split it into here's all the blue dragon pieces, here's all the purple dragon pieces. And they were going to split... But then they spent so long sorting it. Like, you do a quick sort, and then you start trying to do the puzzle. Right. You know what I mean? That that was the confusing part for me. I was like, why is no one doing it? And that was what all of the Sele tribe watching was clearly, like, saying with their eyes. They were like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I there was one point where Parvati was just like, leave that, leave that, leave that. <laughs> like, Rob has watched the show. When was the last time we've ever seen someone do this kind of strategy? I don't know. It's not going to work. It was weird. It was almost like Rob was throwing it. And the only thing that I can think, and this I only thought about it on my second watch, was that he really was in his feelings. Absolutely, he had to be. Like, you are frazzled. You saw him getting upset by this. Because we've seen him, we saw him dominate in challenges in the first episode. Right. And like, we've never really seen him have this kind of moment. He, he, the last time was really... And then own villains. up to it afterwards. Right. Um, so it was really disappointing um, to watch that happen. Yeah. Um, it was a blowout in brutal fashion. Um, do you think the better strategy could have been to maybe put Rob with the strength and maybe switch to her... Him out with, like, Michelle. Michelle's good with puzzles. Is she? She's done well with puzzles. I mean, it was mostly later in the game. Yeah, she did um, a couple towards the end there. I don't know if she's... I think that's the thing. I think Rob considers his... And and has shown in the past to have a very strong mind for puzzles. But is his strength more important? Because I think Denise is strong enough on puzzles that she could tell Michelle what to do. I don't know. Denise is not a person I inherently think of as strong on puzzles. Okay. Rob is the only one on that tribe I can think of who I would say strong puzzle maker is like a known quantity about him. So I get it. And I also just, I don't think that the first part impacted anything enough. Like the Sele tribe fell behind a little bit only right at the end, even without Rob and Rob and Denise put the first part of the puzzle together so fast that they literally were dead even at the second chest. So I don't think it was a misplacement. I think it was Rob's brain malfunctioned. It sure done did. 
Well, we're not going to see any more from DeKal tonight. It's all about the Sully tribe. Rob admits he blew it and apologizes to the tribe. He starts to contemplate which of the new school guys has to go home first. He says Jeremy is on the bottom, but Ben is a wild card. The Rob father is back. And I just... Just the editors every time find the weirdest clip of the person that they're talking Absolutely. about. Ben oh, is a wild card. Doop, 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 exactly. Well, they, <laughs> ha- they have to portray him this way because he's that's what he's given them, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, Rob, Ethan, and Parvati have a strategy meeting. Oh, and Danny is not included. And this is the fatal flaw of the old school alliance. Um, because now Danny is paranoid. <laughs> Um, and now I'm paranoid be- for da- uh, Danny being paranoid because this is not what I want in this Mm-mm. moment at all. But um, it's also like a weird thing where I think as an old schooler alliance, they don't expect one of their own to get paranoid that quickly because paranoia wasn't rampant in the same ways in old right. school Survivor. And I think that's, I think Danny, because she was not necessarily following along with the show as closely as other people... She got her crash course and saw that... Like she's overwhelmed by right, the speed. Conversations lead to the answer. Mm-hmm. And her not being in the conversation... Made her think she got her answer. But how many times have we heard um, people like Rob being like, you have to have a buddy all the time. Have a buddy, have a buddy. You have three out of four, you're missing one of your buddies. So like, you ha- I think yeah. not having Danny there was a stupid move on their part as well. I agree. Um, but I don't know the circumstances that led course. to said conversation. Sure. And I also think that there is a risk for four out of a nine person tried to really clearly have conversations. The reality is Danny needed to go over to them or she needed to talk to Parvati. Yeah. She didn't do either. No. Um, and that's the thing that Rob is excellent at. Even when he finds out he's being targeted, he goes and he approaches people. He's yes. not afraid to go up to people. Danny chose to not go to the people she was afraid of. Right. So she talks it out to Ethan and Ben. Again, Ben is just standing How is there. Ben there? Um, so she spills that Rob wanted to say old school strong, and this is the Ben bomb that he didn't even have to pull the key on. Um... Ethan is freaking out that Ben is aware of the secrets, and Ben proposes voting on Danny. That way, it's old school and everyone's still happy. Okay, it's an easy decision, but I don't know long-term if this is really the best move. I mean, for some people it is, for some people it might not be. Because Danny pitches voting out poverty to uh, Rob, and Rob is like, hell no, and that's his number one on this tribe, and yeah... It's not going to work. Um, also, I want to just make a note of the little uh, rig and a string game that they created. Oh my god, that he was standing at every time anyone came to talk to him? Yeah. He literally is just coming across more and more like the Godfather. Yeah. Well, first off, I would like to play the rig and a string game. I know, it looked fun. It looked a lot of fun. Like, he that got would... it on one time, too. I was yeah. proud of him. It would, it would pass a lot of time. <laughs> I would play. Um, so, Adam is elated that there's an old schooler about to be voted off, um, but he would prefer it to be Parvati. Mm-hmm. Um, but going against the Godfather is dangerous. Why is it dangerous when he doesn't have the numbers? Because Rob is good at swinging things. Rob is good at talking. And if you already... He already has a fire under his butt against the other tribe because they just voted out his wife. If then this tribe votes out as number one, he is dangerous. To who? To all of them. Him and Ethan are the only... That's the uh, minority... I think that's... Because they're not doing a swap in this next sure. episode. I think that's underestimating Rob's social ability. 
to swing people. I don't know because mm. because you have that conversation of Jeremy and Michelle willing to go after poverty. You have Adam ready to go, which means Denise was ready to go on it. They're gonna have to pull Ben because Ben's a fucking. But idiot. if Denise has this secret secret alliance with poverty, maybe she's not so ready to go on it. Jeremy and Michelle were talking about an, a vote of acquiescence is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's also just a question, and I think this is what comes when you have a new school versus old school, both on the same season. Is this breakneck speed actually great? Fair. Because the breakneck speed would be to vote out poverty, but if you're going that fast and mm-hmm. thinking that far ahead, like, where do you leave yourself? It's a lot harder to plan ahead that way. Yeah. I think, and I, mean, I also think voting out Danny is fine, because then it became a unanimous vote. So there's some sort of unity across the tribe and there's some sort of able to keep up a facade of all working together or being willing to work together while they still got an old schooler out. Right. I mean, and then, so they still left Rob without a number. So then why didn't Rob not push further for Ben? If you're, if you see Danny as a wild card, you see Ben as a wild card and you still hope to have a number. Why not push for Ben? I don't think that's helpful because Danny's not going to be with you anymore. If Danny is that strong against Parv, and Parv is his number one, but you just said he has a great social game, so you he work, does work your magic back on he her. He does, but he clearly doesn't with Danny. Danny was incorrigible at this point. She's yeah. not going to go back. And if Danny is going to be targeting Parv, then that's going to give the rest of the tribe license to target Parv, and he's trying to protect his number one. Yeah, he needs her. They need each other. I like them as a duo is the smartest thing they could have done. Yeah, so, it's very fun to watch. Uh, yeah, uh, It's very interesting to think through, because I get why, like, certain things on paper, it's like, yeah, you should vote Parv- Parvati out, but, like... And, like, Parvati even is like, I don't understand any she clueless, but maybe we should go after Ben, because she wants to, like, ha- she's got a little doubt being like, I don't know how much I believe this to be true, because mm-hmm. why, wh- why is this, why would Danny go against me? I also think the thing with Ben is, Ben is clueless and a wild card but he's not a clueless wild card who is targeting people whereas danny has become a wild card who has targeted both parvati and rob sure in this game already it's fair (laughs) all right tribal council let's talk about adam not being able to find the hole what a bottom what a fucking bottom he was um jeff i'm so interested in the inclusion of that moment what does that mean because for they, Adam's game? No, what, it had is nothing it just to do. Comedy? It was comedy because they wanted to have Jeff signal to Ben to go help him. That was all it was. <laughs> Literally, that moment was everything. And Adam saying I couldn't find the hole is damaging for his. Didn't life. he say it looked like a hole? <laughs> R- regardless of him and holes, <laughs> he's fucked for the rest of his life. Or not. There you go. Mm. He he is now going like there had been rumors that he was gay. This is not helping the cause at all. Um, I can't wait for all the memes to come out. Oh boy. So Rob states that the state of the game um, is about relationships, and it's more complex this season than it ever has been. And you know what? I get it. I I, I hear it. Michelle states that the old school versus new school is out the window. Very interesting to hear her say that and be the ones to state that. But it's in tribal. Yeah, that's not a confessional. If that was in a confessional, I'd be like, "Whoa, no, it's no, in no tribal, that, but that's what I'm saying." Where she's like, trying to make why them feel is she okay. the one to to point that out? I don't know. I think she's trying to seem like she's willing to work with them. You know what I mean? Like that seems to be Jeremy and Michelle's mo right now. Yeah, make the old school people think that we're not thinking of them as the old school people. Yeah. Well, Danny feels old because she played a very different game with loyal alliances. Did you, Danny? 
she's short. She kind of did. Ish. She must have just skated under. She skated under and she she talked to the right people at the right times. Yeah. Because she But she was gone. just lucky to come in in a minority that had Gary Hawkins, Landscaper, Bobby John, mm-hmm. and Brandon, who were all bigger challenge threats on yeah. paper than her. And she also had um, Judd and Jamie being just assholes. combustible bags of flames ready yeah, to go. Yeah, so... I mean, we'll we'll talk about her legacy shortly, but I don't I mean her, her win's not looking so good no more. No. Um. Yeah. So Parvati has a reaction to Danny talking about loyal alliances and states that Danny went to form an alliance with the old school players at the start. Uh, so that's when Ben jumps in and asks uh, her to confirm that there is an old school alliance, and paranoia ensues again. Um. This was fun to watch because watching Parvati and Rob just call out Ben mm-hmm. for singling them out. Um, Ben looked bad. He 100%. was blubbering. And, and it's blubbering. also just like, this is why Parvati and Rob are so good. They're getting directly called out. And in New School Survivor, when somebody gets called out, we see them go on the defensive immediately. Yeah. Parvati and Rob stayed so chill, laughed at it, and immediately turned it around on Ben. How do you think Russell is enjoying this? <laughs> He's hating it, isn't he? I don't know. I think he... Or do you think he's like, that's what I should have done? Maybe. Maybe he's learning things. When we see him back for the next time we see him back. In another in, country. In Survivor 44. Russell versus Russell. And it's just Russell. And he uh-huh. still loses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to Natalie White in the end. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the biggest moments of the episode was when the idol talk comes up. And Rob basically forces everyone to open their bags and reveal the idol. Mm-hmm. First off, um, can I have one of those satchels, please? I would like one. You like them? Yeah. They're a little bright for me. They're a little bright, but they're cool. They're survivor they're kinda, satchels. I would yeah. like one. I mean, I would like one for that, but yeah. they're they're also a little boxy. Yeah. Um, so let's dissect this moment, because this is a very <laughs> important moment to dissect. Yeah. First off, no one else on that tribe could get away with doing this no. except for Rob. I don't understand how he is so good at this. I don't. I think it's a it's a matter of respect. Mm-hmm. I think he is so. I think it's a matter revered. of respect, but also what I will say and what I've noticed, and this is why, like, this season is about to sell me on fucking Rob Mariano as a player. Yeah. This season, and I am. I never it. expected this going in. What's happening? But like, what he does, he doesn't come across. As incredibly intellectual. He's able to talk in a very down-to-earth way. So he doesn't ever seem like he's like feeling superior to you. Even right. though he knows he is. Um, but he paints everything as reasonable. Like his thing is like, well, if you don't have the idol, just open up your bag. I don't know why it's an issue. Right. And he is able to lean into that so hard that the other people don't have an argument anymore. So they're like, I guess I gotta fucking open up my bag. Now, I would say like... In Game Changers, if Jeremy wanted to pull this move, he could have gotten away with it. This version of Jeremy... Jeremy was... You mean in Cambodia? Yeah. You said Game Changers. Sorry. I was like, he wasn't there? No. Um, (laughs) If Jeremy had walked in... (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh my god. Oops. Game Changers. I'm still thinking about my my cop. I know you are. I love her. Um, No, if he tried to pull that in Cambodia... He could have gotten away with it. Probably. This version of Jeremy, not a fucking chance. No. That would be a target immediately. Yep. Um... Now, I want to say that I think the situation would have been a little different as well 
if certain people weren't sitting where they were sitting. 100%. Because they were Sleight of hand lucky. can happen from across the way. Yes. Um, if if the two people were What I will idle, say, though, I don't think that Rob and Parvati wouldn't notice that Adam and Denise were the last two to start opening up their bags. I'm so I wouldn't be surprised if they still clocked that. So obviously in the editing, we we, we see them edit the way it is, and you see piece, moments pieces. We don't get that full shot, kind of like on Drag Race. We never get to see a full lip sync one on one. We see what they want us to see. I would like to see how it broke down. I would also, but like I just think that there was a little bit of angling away, and a little bit of hesitancy on Adam and Denise's part. And while I don't think it was enough to immediately say they have the idol, Rob is smart enough in pulling this move to probably have noticed in some form offhand. But do you think he was focusing on them? Do you think he thought those two were the ones with the idol? Or do you think he thinks someone else had it? Oh, I think he's very good at, at paying attention to everyone. Okay. All right. I think he played that as if he was targeting it at particular people like Ben and like the louder right. people in that tribal, but I think he would watch the entire tribe. Interesting. Right. I don't, I think Rob is five steps ahead in his game. I never thought I'd be saying these things about fucking Rob. Wow. wow. God. Wow. How things have changed. Well, He's good at stuff. Denise except holds that puzzle. He's not good at no, that. puzzle. Not, not good at that. Denise holds the top of her bag, which also has the idol in it. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Very sneaky. Um, I thought Denise played this very, very well. Yeah. Um, where was Adam's piece? I don't know. I was unclear about that. And Adam was also the one who tried to speak up against Rob, which I think made Rob pay attention Remember to that time, um, on Millennials vs. Gen X when Adam's idol was in his pants, like, in his crotch? I do. Do you think it's in his crotch again? No, but I like this conspiracy theory. I mean, there was a lot of talk about the crotch idol, and like, no, don't touch the crotch idol, but I think he may have a crotch idol. He might have a based, crotch idol. Based on how this worked out, and Denise... How Are you saying bag? that for the next episode, we need to analyze Adam's bulge? Correct. Okay. Well, or, or, if he and Denise come back together to give her the piece back, mm-hmm. where is it going to come from? Mm-hmm. Because... I would like the scene where the sex doctor talks to the kid with the idol and the crotch. Because that is a TV show. <laughs> is that not a moment you want? How do you think that goes? Play it out for me right now. I think it goes... Adam whips it out. If you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And Denise goes, mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? And Adam walks away at that point. Yes. Because he doesn't want to talk about his feelings. He's a millennial and we're all repressed. Correct. Um, and, yeah, and clearly, I mean, obviously, Adam's had a lot of things happen in his life, but maybe maybe he has an Oedipal complex. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just not touch that with a 10-foot pole. This is a gay podcast. We're playing around with nope, it. Nope, not here for it. No, you're not here for it. Okay, it's fine. But the reality is we did not see where Adam had the, the idol, we do know that he is notorious for hiding things in certain places. Mm-hmm. And he was very vocal about not, about like this whole thing being a sham. Yeah. It's, I don't think it was in his bag at all. I think it was on his person. Sure. I would, I don't, or, I don't necessarily mind that. I also think, do you think he maybe, could have left it at the beach? Yeah, he might've left it. I think if he gives it back to Denise and Denise has custody of the full idol, that was his attempt to make sure that the eyes are on him as a potential idol holder and not her. 
Sure. Well, I hope we get a moment between the two because I, again, this was very showcased. It was showcased on Denise as well. Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be one more step to this story. They're clearly an important pair going forward. Um, yeah. So Rob just wants to find out the truth and Adam thinks it's more important to relationship build. Why, why look for idols? Because, uh, I mean, technically he didn't look for an idol. Idol came to him. Mm-hmm. Parvati states that the relationships are key to this vote. How much you can trust the people you've given your trust to. Oh, and praying. Praying. Oh, boy. <laughs> By a vote of 8 to 1, Danny's voted out. Yep. Danny voting for Parvati. Yep. Um, and then Danny bequeaths, because we haven't said bequeath yet in this podcast. Danny bequeaths all over her fire token. Yep. And gives it to Denise. Why and what didn't we see? Fuck if I know, dude. I think she didn't want to just take a crapshoot at the other tribe, so she was going to pick someone on her tribe. And, like... We have never seen the two of them interact solo in no. two episodes. And that's the weird part of it. Um, my best guess is she definitely didn't want to give it to any of her old schoolers because she felt like they flipped on her. She which, she... I mean, was her own doing, but <laughs> they did flip on her. I think she feels betrayed by Ben. I think she feels betrayed by Ben. I think she probably... Maybe she just had the least conversations with Denise, and that's the only one she didn't, like, feel actively victimized by. <laughs> right, because we really never saw her with Jeremy, Michelle, Adam, Denise. No. Ever. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you as to why she left it to Denise. I didn't know who to expect her to give it to. I think... Because she's the first one who didn't have a clear... Like, alliance we partner. knew Natalie yeah. was going to Jeremy. We I, knew... I think the editors need to give us some at least some things to clarify this, but at the same time, I could see them not giving us anything. Yeah. Maybe we'll get it in the weekly I've been bequeathed a fire token scene when we see Denise talk about it. We'll see. We shall <laughs> see. So I got some I got some I got some questions for you. You ready? Sure. How much does Danny's stock drop? We wanted her back, but did we want to see her flop this hard? No. This was really sad and heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and it also, it was such a distinct flop that I don't even want her to be the one to come back from the edge. I Uh just don't have uh any faith in her as a player, whereas I'd rather have somebody who I actually feel like is going to be strong strategically on this season come back to shake things up. Because the reality is if you, if she does come back, you drag her to that end. Yeah. She is the GOAT. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, let's say there's a, if, if, if they decided to go back to like, um, Redemption Island style and it was a three person challenge she very well could win this right now because yep. it would be between her well, and Natalie Natalie could probably take Am- her down Amber's done Amber's gone for the game I feel like at this point um, rest in peace Amber bless Burkage. her soul um, yeah I'm just I'm I well that's the thing I'm trying to figure out what a returnee from the edge edit looks like because we only have one season to go off of and that was a mess unclear from all perspectives um because we had the third place or come back at the final six i mean like what the fuck do you do with that so danny's gonna win danny wins danny's gonna win oh my god danny is the chris underwood of this season Underwood. Um, (laughs) but that's what i'm just like confused about because natalie got natalie tied for the most confessionals this episode yeah of all people and i mean i realize she found an advantage but it's because it's either her or Amber talking about this shit. Which right. one are you going to listen to? Right. I'm not putting any stock in that. Only because, like, I'm hearing Amber try to say the things that Natalie was it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, Rob is super lucky here, or is he just dominating that no one wants to make a move against him? 
I think it's a little of both. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a little of both. I think this episode took down my winner's stock for Parvati. Not that I, like, I was unclear. I thought she got a real good edit in the first episode, but mm-hmm. I was also like, she's gonna get a real good edit. Um, she's a plaything at this point. She's not entirely a plaything. She still had some agency. Like, she's not as, she's not as plaything as, frankly, Michelle. Michelle feels like a side piece to Jeremy right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. But she's also, like, didn't get enough agency in this, and it didn't feel like she was the one who made the moves to save herself. It was just that the tribe chose to save her. So that took down a lot of stock in terms of winner edit. In terms of how far she goes in the game, I don't fucking know. I had a heart attack that she was going this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could happen any time. Who would you say was the winner or winners of the night? Um, I, I, if I'm going to give my award tonight, I would actually give it to Adam because I think he played everything very, very well strategically. Between the Denise thing, getting the idol, making uh, a scene at Tribal, and putting deflecting everything away from them, I think Adam played very well. I think... And I don't see Adam being in danger while I still see Rob in severe danger. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think I also give it to... Well, maybe I give it to Jeremy. Did he talk? Yeah. He talked when he got his fire token, and that was about it. He bounced... That was last episode. He had time to speak. Well, and that was the fire token, the, um, the, um, the, uh... Oh, the advantage with Natalie, yeah. Right, the thing that... No, I think he very successfully found a way to reduce his presence in the tribe, which is what he needed to do. And he considered the options of making a big move or like I, we saw him weigh his options and then we saw him choose to do the acquiescence vote to not quite shake things up yet, but also still take out a number of an opposing alliance. Like he did not take out one of his own. Right. So I, I would give it, I would all like Adam is up there. Jeremy is up there. Ben no, in some slight I, ways, no the fact that he can no. be this wild card though and has like is somehow managing to be present for half the conversations. No, I would I would give Tony an award over him and his like well, give Tony give, and his fucking ladder an award. I would over absolutely ben. give Tony a, an award. No, I can't give it to Ben in no way, no way in hell. Ben I, is Ben I, I mean he's not my top choice, but he's not in the bottom half of the tribe in terms of I don't know. I don't know. Well I don't know how to read question. Ben at all. Who's in danger, girl? Robin Parv. Ben Maybe, maybe, maybe Adam and Denise, if they start being perceived as a pair. So are we convinced that Sally is going back to travel again? I don't know. I mean, the the, the thing is, next tri- next uh, challenge, Sandra gets to sit again. So right. So she doesn't need to do anything. Right. Um, that tribe is very strong. Yeah. They're very, very both, strong. Both tribes are pretty strong. I mean, Sully has Rob and Jeremy if they need strength. So, like, it's not... Neither tribe is necessarily outmatched, I don't think, directly. Uh, in terms of editing, we didn't get any more... Nothing. Besides Cops RS, nothing. we did not get any more establishment of dynamics on Decal, which makes me think they may not come into play before a swap. Yeah, the the everything that happened at Decal was positive for yeah. every single person who was on screen. Yeah. I think the only person we didn't hear from was Nick. Mm-hmm. 
right? And I think that was it. Mm, Wendell, we didn't really hear from. Not, no, sp- only um, boosting up. Goodbye, winner chances. Yeah. Um, but no, I think everyone had a good good episode. I mean, we didn't hear from Sandra either. Really. No, not at all. So I, I think we're not going to see them. Yeah, I don't all. think we're seeing, but that, I don't all know. All we're going to see from them next week is Tony and Shark. Yeah. We're just going to get goofy Tony scenes every week until the swap. He, do you think he paid homage to Richard Hatch and bit the shark? Probably. I hope so. If anyone's gonna, it's Tony. I know, right? (laughs) Well, where can we find you on social media for those who are new listeners? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at Andrew Orsi, O-R-S-I-E. As I've also said on every other episode, I have a Venmo. I'm not a drag queen, so like, you know what? Here's the thing. If you want to send me money on Venmo, I'm the only non-drag queen guesting on this series. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I mean, we have a burlesque performer, but yeah. Great. So, uh, if you want, uh, my Venmo is also at Andrew Orsi, and if you Venmo me, I will donate anything that is venmo to me from this to the Trevor Project, or another LGBTQ Wow, look at charity. that! There That's you what go. I'll do with that. That's what Andrew's gonna do. Venmo him, get more people to listen to my podcast. I love it, I love it. Yeah! Well, this was a pleasure, and hopefully we'll have another fun episode of Survivor Winners at War next week! I hope... A huge thanks for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.